Welcome to a hilarious and informative show hosted by Mitch Adams of Wrestle Royalty. The worlds of comic book related media and pro wrestling intersect in various ways. Both tell stories, while everyone involved wears tight, colorful outfits that would make circus performers blush. Ladies and gentlemen, WrestleRoyalty.com and Harley Quinn Memes on Facebook proudly present Storytelling in Spandex. Hello everybody and welcome to Storytelling in Spandex. I'm of course your host, Mitch Adams, joined today by a good man of mine from WrestleRoyalty, Andre Holley, otherwise known as Duke Dre. How's it going, big fella? Pretty good, man. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Well, today there was some pretty big news in the world of mass media. I mean, usually on the show we discuss, you know, the creative side of how um, comic books and uh, pro wrestling interconnects. But now we might be delving into the more of the business side of things because the big news uh, a while back was that Discovery Inc., the owner of, of course, Discovery Channel and a bunch of other channels uh, all around the world, uh, are buying Warner Brothers. And with Warner Brothers, they also get the DCEU, the DC Comics Extended Universe of movies and TV shows, but they also get the TNT and TBS networks in the US, which, of course, air AEW every Wednesdays, well, usually every Wednesdays, it's every Fridays this month. And obviously, this could have massive implications for both. And so today, we're going to be delving straight into it. Dre, give us your initial thoughts. Um, I think... Um as, as far as AEW goes, I heard they have a, a deal in place where they're going to be airing, uh, started in 2022 on a TBS exclusively. Um, and I don't, I don't think that's going to, I don't think this deal is going to impact that. Um, I'm pretty sure the cons knew ahead of time um, that that was going to be, that that was going to be happening or else they wouldn't have, you know, stepped into that or agreed with that. But um, as far as like the DC universe, man, that's, that's a, that's a goldmine, man. Uh, that's um you know, we just had Snyder's cut of Justice League and everything like that, and Disclosure. Um, I, I have a feeling we're going to we're going to be seeing a lot more uh, DC-based, you know, superhero TV shows coming out, uh, and maybe some cross promotion between the two, you know, DC Universe and um, you know AEW. But um, I think I think overall it can be a really good thing um, for everybody involved. You know, I don't I don't see a reason for anybody to panic at this particular time. So, well, one thing that a lot of uh, Snyder Cut fans are hoping for that it would uh wind up re- returning uh, the DCEE to the Snyderverse and give creative right. control of the whole thing to Snyder. Which, yeah, which, 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 which would I be think, great for everybody involved. Absolutely, because, you know, apart from Wonder Woman, the films that they've made outside of uh, Snyder's films haven't been that flash. Oh, 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 Aquaman as well, obviously. But apart from Wonder right. Woman, Aquaman hasn't been good. DC has always been weaker to Marvel uh, ever since the MCU started with um, film. Right. But DC have always probably had the better TV series. You know, they always had the Arrowverse and we have the stuff on HBO Max. Yes. Marvel had the next Netflix shows, which were very good. They had Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., yeah. which, was a, which was a bit meh. But now they also have the... Yeah, I know. But now we have, obviously, the Disney Plus shows. I mean, WandaVision was very good, very clever. It reminded me a great deal of Legion, the older FX TV series. And we also had, yeah. a, you know... A, a, uh, like uh, uh, the, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which was really good. That was very topical. It covered Black Lives Matter. It covered a lot of stuff. It was very, right. uh, it was very, yeah. uh, it was a very good series. And I'm, I, I I'm just, actually still working my way through that series. I beg your pardon, sorry? 
And I'm actually still working my way through that series right now. Oh, wow. Well, trust me, there's a big shock at the end that's going to be... I'm the, I don't want to spoil anything for you, but keep going past the uh, end credits as usual because there's a big shock, trust me. Okay. Yeah. All and, right. Um, and there's, I, I don't know if you've gotten to this point yet, but it's a couple of big appearances from actors you wouldn't normally associate with Marvel as well. So that'll be big as well. So try not to spoil, but okay. a couple of things you're going to All be right. excited about. I just watched the Loki series uh, uh, last night as well. The, the debut of the Loki series, which was which was very entertaining as well. And uh, Owen Wilson was very very good in that, which surprised me. So, but yeah, <laughs> like 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 we said, even though Marvel is catching up with DC on TV front, DC's always been ahead on TV front. And you know, we have always had the Arrowverse and all those wonderful TV shows. We've got all the stuff. That was on DC Universe now on HBO Max. You have uh, Doom Patrol. You have Titans. Those wonderful shows. So you're right. I think there's going to be a massive influx of new DC content coming out. And there's plenty to choose from. So And there's stuff that's not even uh, appearing um, on HBO Max. Uh, The Sandman, Neil Gaiman's famous graphic novel, was part of the DC Universe. And that's going to Netflix. Really? Yeah. I never see. I never knew that. Yeah, well, they they just released a pre uh, a behind the scenes preview on YouTube um, uh, with Neil Gaiman going across the, the set that they've t- showed the sets. The sets look incredible. They they look literally torn oh. out of the graphic novel. It's going to be amazing. All right. Yeah, I remember. Um, whatever happened to uh, whatever happened to Swamp Thing? I know that was a thing that they had for a while. I never got a chance to catch it. Um, I heard the last episode of the season, but they never. I'm not sure if they decided to bring that back or. Not. I think the problem was um, there was a big creative disagreement between uh, the executive producer and writer, James Wan, who's an Australian boy okay. who obviously uh, directed Aquaman, but is more known for um, his horror films. He, he and his collaborator, collaborator uh, 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 I forget his name, forgive me, but uh, they created the Saw franchise and uh, he directed all the Conjuring films, uh, Annabelle, yeah. all that stuff. And right. why they hired him to Swamp Thing, because Swamp Thing has those horror elements to it. And I actually, yeah. I actually really enjoyed Swamp Thing, but for some reason there was this massive creative disagreement between James Wan and Warner Brothers and he left and then they just said, no, nah, forget it, we'll just scrap the whole show, which is sad. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate because I remember I used to watch the original um, as a kid, and I really enjoyed that. So I was excited um, to see that come back. So hopefully they hopefully they have plans to relaunch that soon. You know, with this merger. Yeah, well, maybe maybe maybe, maybe they will. I mean, a lot of things that have been cancelled and not and uh, and are coming uh, are really things that I really wanted to say. Obviously, you know, a season to a Swamp Thing. You know, what Snyder was going to do with the rest of uh, the the Snyderverse. I mean, after watching the Snyder cut, Warner Brothers would be mad not to make Justice League two or three. I mean, you did have right. to be mad. And, and hopefully with this Discovery merger, they'll say, you know, what, let's get going. And there's another thing happening too with um, uh, the Suicide Squad. The director of that film was never happy with the what he was forced to turn in because he had a much different idea in mind. And there's now right. mentioned to have a, a director's cut of that to put on HBO Max. So maybe that's another something we might get. Okay, that'd be well, you know, funny. I actually did enjoy um, the first one that came out a few years ago. That, that was pretty good. Um, I know the I know the reviews of the movie didn't didn't quite line up with what the fans thought, but I thought uh, I, th- I thought that was actually a pretty good film. I liked it too, but I think the main reason why I liked it is because I'm such a massive Harley Quinn fan, and Margot Robbie played the part perfectly. So yeah, I, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> And but but hey, we're getting a we're getting um a standalone sequel with Margot Robbie and uh, and you know talk about wrestling. We have got John Cena in it, and 
uh, Idris Elba, which is and uh, the whole cast of characters, and it's directed by um, James Gunn, who directed the first two Guardians of the Galaxies movies. So that should be good. Okay, that's coming in. Who you? You think that um, so after watching the Snyder Cut of Justice League, um, you think there's a possibility that we might get like a you know a Manhunter film and then a Green Lantern film, like a branch off those? I know Snyder wanted to do a Green Lantern. I, th- I think he was originally wanted. Here's the thing: there is a Green Lantern. There's been a long rumored, long delayed, long whatever Green Lantern series on HBO Max that's been through a million different changes. It's been through okay. more changes than the Flash film, believe it or not. Which we'll get to in a minute, but um, yeah, man, uh, that's I think he wanted to do something with that. I don't know if he want if he was going to be a producer on the on the HBO Max series, a writer, maybe direct an episode or two. I don't know. I know he wanted okay. and was originally intended to have involvement, but yeah, I there is something coming out with that, but that might be two three years away. So who knows when that's happening? Oh man, there was a teaser. There was a tease at the end of the, at the, at the, ser- at the se- series finale of, finale of Arrow when the John Deagle character actually found the Green Lantern ring. But uh, apparently okay. that's been decided. Um, he actually refused it and turned it down and handed it to somebody else. And apparently okay. uh, he, his character is going to be showing up in Batwoman and Legends of Tomorrow these seasons to deal with the um, consequences of turning it down. So Okay. So that's, That'll be interesting. Yeah, that would be another something to turn out. Um, yeah, back to um, uh, AEW. One thing that shocked me thus far that there hasn't been much crossover between DCEU and AEW already. I mean, I thought there'd be a, at least a little bit more. I mean, the only crossovers we've had so far was obviously Stephen Amell because he's good friends with Cody and the Bucks and, right. and, and the star of the star of Arrow. Um, but uh, apart from that and uh, some stuff on that DC and AEW worked out on social media to have um, AEW stars appear in this graphic novel type thing on social media okay. to promote a show or promote something, um, that's pretty much been it. And I'm, I don't understand why because I have a whole podcast dedicated to the ways pro wrestling and comic book fandom inter- intersect. I don't understand why they never had guys, the actors from the Arrowverse in the front row of, a, of, a, of, a, of an AEW show or, you know, stars of Doom Patrol or something in there. It's a bit of a crossover thing. They had Jay and Silent Bob in the premier, on the premiere episode of Dynamite. <laughs> why, can't, why can't they get somebody from the Arrowverse or HBO Max on there, man? Do you, do you remember, I want to say about 14, 15 years ago when Batista appeared on Smallville when they were doing that kind of cross-promotion thing uh, between Smallville and... Uh, TV on USA. You, do you remember that? Briefly, yeah. I, I I was never much of a Smallville fan, but I, I yeah I I do yeah I do remember that vaguely. Yeah, same here. I wasn't I was never really big like a big Superman guy, but I remember um, uh, a few like Batista. I want to say um, I want to say not not Lashley, but I want to say I think Kennedy or somebody somebody along those lines appeared in Smallville. Um, every so often they they interject wrestler in there. They have like a minor role or play like a minor villain or whatsoever. And I feel like AEW could do the same thing. Maybe, you know, you, you don't want to go the WCW Robocop route, do something hokey like that, or what we saw with, you know, WWE and the Batista movie. But you yeah. obviously like to see, like, you know, like, you know, a Cody Rogues or maybe a Jungle Boy or, or whoever, you know, appear in a, a, you know, a DC, you know, related uh, TV show or something along those lines that, you know, bring, you know, bring about more exposure. You know, I, I think that would work out well for them if they went that route. 
exactly. I mean, I mean, Cody had 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 like four or five episodes of Arrow, and he was very good in that. Right. And Cody's a good actor, so you know, and, and you know, he takes breaks from AEW period periodically. So just have him, have him, or have obviously another AEW star that has some acting chops to to them to go and do a, yeah. a brief bit on you know on Do Patrol or Titans or or one of the Arrowverse shows. It would be a great. You're right. It'd be a great crossover. I don't understand why they don't Absolutely. don't don't explore that. It's it's mind boggling. Absolutely. And then maybe even like what Sasha Banks is doing, a Mandalorian. You know, maybe yeah. you can have somebody take off and they can you know do you know a little bit more as well i mean that obviously helps build their brand and in return that helped build AEW's brand as well so i mean exactly i mean yeah i definitely think they need the cons cody you know, the elite they should definitely take advantage of that well maybe my only thing of it maybe they haven't had the opportunity maybe for some reason the tnt's blocked it somehow i don't understand why they would do that but stranger things are right I'm, I'm not too- i mean yeah, you would you would think TNT would allow them, allow them to do that because they've been, um, you know, you see Shaq and Kenny Smith and Charles Bradley, they play AW sporadically, you know, during their game. So, you know, I would assume that it'd be okay with that, but yeah, it's possible. Uh, who, who knows? Well, maybe, you know, even though they're all owned by the same parent company, there's always, in the corporate world, you know, there's always feuds and there's always people who don't like right. each other. So maybe the, the head guy of TNT hates the head guy of DC or something. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. So there's a million possibilities why it hasn't happened, but you know what? With this discovery merger, you know everybody's getting replaced. So yeah, so you know there's new executives, new people in charge, which always happens. So maybe they'll all get together and say, okay, we can have this person on this show, this person on that show. We'll just pollinate this whole creative thing, and let's see what blooms. So is um, Discovery has their own streaming service, right? Or Warner Brothers, or somebody. One of uh, DC did have their own streaming service, but um, it was it, it wasn't that successful. The shows were, but the shows okay. were getting bootlegged a lot. So what they so what they did was they took all the TV shows they had on there and they moved them to HBO Max because okay. they wanted to grow HBO Max anyway. And they thought that would be the best way to do it as DC content, which was absolutely true because after they added all those things, the subscribers shot up, especially okay. Snyder Cut. And now that DC streaming service is now basically just a, a platform where you can uh, buy and read comic books online. So, okay, I was I was asking because I know I read a story about AEW. They're they're recording a lot of content with AEW Dark. They're trying to get as much stuff on there as possible because they're looking to do their own streaming service. And I figured that maybe they can probably shop it around on you know like a, a platform like that. But you know. Um, I'm not sure if HBO Max would be the ideal spot for that, though. You know, yeah, nor no, no would I, quite frankly. But I think yeah. it could be. I mean, who knows? I mean, it it it, it makes turn because they ha- also have that deal with Fight TV, and that's that's proved quite lucrative to them because that's how I watch AEW. They don't have a TV deal down here. I pay five bucks a month to Fight TV, and that's how I watch Dynamite. And I'm okay. willing, I'm willing to bet that actually makes them more money than a TV deal here would because I think I read somewhere about. 50,000 people here subscribe to that to watch AEW and that's five bucks a month at $50,000 a head. That's probably more than they're making what they would normally make on a regular TV deal here because obviously domestic TV deals is where the big money is. International TV deals are just a bonus. So Right, that's true. Very true. I mean, Billy Corgan moved the NWA to YouTube to fight because that's probably a way more profitable thing for him. Right, yeah. So it's, it makes sense. Yeah, so I mean, it could just wind up a thing where they they do a thing like Impact did a while back. They had Impact had their own streaming service, which nobody has. So they 
So they put all the content on Fight TV and, you know, uh, they still have their streaming service, but you, that you could subscribe to um, Fight TV and pay the same thing and get all, the, all their stuff there as well. They, they stopped doing it for some reason because apparently Impact was asking for too much money for it. And Fight That's TV very strange. Impact is not in a position to be asking, trying to for more money. That's very strange. Oh, well, new management, mate. They, you know, they're trying to... They're trying to get the brand to grow, and I can understand that. But obviously, they over they overshot their mark, and Fight TV told them to bugger off. So. Yeah, yeah, I don't blame them. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, there's plenty of other stuff in Fight TV. I mean, the amount of wrestling there's Australian wrestling on there now. It's it's insane. Okay, people, everybody's going on Fight TV now at the minute because there's so many people who watch it, and it's so lucrative. And for like five bucks a month, you can get a whole whole host of stuff. So it's, it's yeah, really that's great. not bad at all. It's very good value. And obviously you get all the pay-per-views and I, I, I didn't watch this, but they had the Mayweather Logan Paul fight on there. I didn't uh, order it, obviously. Yeah, I, I didn't order exactly it. what I, um, I was going to be, but. <laughs> yeah, I, I streamed it. Um, it's funny because the undercard was actually pretty entertaining. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with uh, Chad Johnson. He's a former football player, played for the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, played for the New England Patriots a little bit. Um, you know, he made it to the Pro Bowl about five or six times. You know, in his peak, he was a really good wide receiver. Um, he made his boxing debut, and he didn't look that bad. He didn't. He didn't embarrass himself like Nate Robinson did. Um, you know, he didn't do. He didn't do that bad. He got knocked down on the fourth, but he did get back up, and he was able to finish the fight. Um, the fight after that was also very, very entertaining. That one about eight rounds. Um, a lot of, lot of good exchanges. Um, yeah, the Floyd Paul fight was. Yeah, um, I, like I said, I, I was in a hotel. I was able to, I was able to stream it from a, from my laptop free. But um, I, I do want to see the, um, I do want to see the Paul Woodley fight. I think that'll be pretty entertaining because Woodley's a legit athlete. He's not, he's not a boxer, but you know, he was a, a great UFC fighter. You know, he was a UFC, you know, lightweight champion. So that should be interesting. I always, and I'm, I'm always nervous about cage fight. It's getting to the boxing room because it's such a, it's such a completely different discipline. And the same thing with boxing it, it, and MMA. It's it's just you know, it, it's just such a completely yeah. discipline. And I, I feel sometimes that they always bite off more than they can chew. Yeah, there there really hasn't been any like really true successful crossover between the two, like because boxing is such a calculated you know your footwork and your head movement and and, and and you know how you position your body you know you fade the jabs. Um, UFC is just a combination of a whole bunch of different fighting styles as well. You know, but. You know, when you're stepping in a boxing, man, it's just straight stand up, and it's 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 a whole different ball game. Because I used to I used to box in high school, a little bit in college, and stuff like that. And they they don't, they don't call it the sweet science for nothing. Like it's very calculated, it's very premeditated. It's it's very you know you have you have to be thinking, you have to be in your toes a lot when it comes yeah. to boxing. So, and with and with MMA, it's just you know it could be as simple as one punch, that's it, right. or one right. take down in a block, and that's it. So it's just right, like, exactly. So it's, it's such a completely different discipline. So it's, it's, it's right. Yeah, it's, 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 it's unique. Um, man, one thing I really wanted to talk to you about, this was, this was a quite interesting thing. Do you think there are going to be more opportunities for um, African-American storytelling with this? Because one thing that, you know, obviously, um, you know, not just in pro wrestling, but in comic books and that kind of thing, comic book films, you know, uh, you know, minorities haven't always had the best representation. Right. Uh, you know there, that is improving, thankfully, but yeah. improve more. I mean, there's also there's also a bunch of rumors even before this discovery um, thing happened that uh, they were going to bring back Static Shock for a live action series. Okay. So yeah, 
absolutely, man. You know, um, like I said, 2021, you know, a, a lot is changing. We saw the success of uh, Black Panther. Mm. Uh, we saw the success of Luke Cage, you know, with, with Marvel. And, um, you know, with uh, DC, you know, Cyborg played a pretty prominent role in this last Justice League film. And then, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, I believe Manhunter um, was also portrayed as African-American in the, the Justice League series as well, or the movie, I should mm. say. Oh, and then I don't know which version of Green Lantern they're going to bring back. You know, um, there's been there's been various versions. I remember um, there was a Justice League cartoon back when I was in high school, like around the early 2000s, late 90s. And that Green Lantern was up was also black. And so if there was ever a time to do that again, this is the perfect time to do it with, you know, Black Lives Matter and you know everything that's going on. You know, mm. I, I definitely think there's uh, um, there's, there's going to be a lot more opportunities going forward for us. Uh, we like, we, like you mentioned earlier with uh, with um, was a Falcon was a Falcon and Winter Soldier, you know, mm. they tackled those, you know, those tough subjects. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Bill, that will be that will be a good thing to say. One thing I would really like to say, there is a com- there was a new comic book uh, a, few, a couple of years ago on Suicide Squad, and it introduced yeah. a character called Thylacine. Now, if you don't know what a Thylacine is, it's actually the technical term for a Tasmanian tiger, which are now long extinct. And the character was a very strong uh, Indigenous Australian woman, Aboriginal woman. Uh, who okay. uh, who uh, took down Captain Boomerang? Pinched his boomerangs because obviously they they were an indigenous uh, uh, hunting instrument. And you know I yeah. said yeah I'm you know I'm the captain now bugger off and yeah she uh, yeah, yeah and she joined the Suicide Squad and it was a very interesting storyline. And for me personally, that's something I would I would like to see in on the big on either the big screen or the small screen that that character be uh, adapted. So absolutely. Mm. That would be that would be very cool. Well, and what was what was the name again? I'm gonna look that up. Uh, thylacine. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely check that out. Hmm. I I wish I could remember the name of the comic book, but uh, the specific I know it was a Suicide Squad comic book though. So. Okay, I, I should be able to find that. And it was an Australian writer that created the um character as well, which is which is a big key because there's not a lot of Australian comic book writers. So. Yeah, that's that's very true. Hmm. Well. I think we've covered just about everything that we can cover today. I mean, we've, yeah, man, this is going to be such an interesting time for both the DCEU and All Elite Wrestling, and I'm excited. How about you? Yeah, me too, definitely, definitely. It'll be interesting to see how AW, um, how they take advantage of this as they try to, you know, grow their, grow their brand, you know, and then obviously they're trying to, you know, create enough content so they can get their own, you know, streaming service. So it's very, it's going to be very interesting. Yeah, absolutely. This is going to be very interesting times over the next year or two. I'm I'm very excited because they're also bringing back that DC Fandome event in October. Okay. So with this all this happening, I'm expecting a bunch of brand new announcements of a bunch of things that are coming out. So that should be okay. that that should be fun. I really enjoyed the last one too. I stayed up. I got up at like three o'clock in the morning <laughs> to watch the start, <laughs> and it ended at about noon the next day. So. Oh man. <laughs> I know you were shot. At, I, know, I know you were shot at the end of that. <laughs> oh man, I was I was downing the Red Bulls, brother. <laughs> I was like I was like I was I was like a hacker working all night long. Oh man, I can imagine. <laughs> I, I I didn't look pretty. At, I didn't look too pretty at the end of it, mate. So. <laughs> oh man, you say you reckon you look like Denzel? I I probably came out looking like a oh man, Gary Busey or something. So. <laughs> <laughs> a red-headed Gary Busey. Long-ass Busey. <laughs> oh, man, that's good. <laughs> All right. Okay, people, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much to my good mate, Andrew Holly, for joining us. 
please subscribe, please subscribe to this podcast. Give us a rating on uh, on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It, it's a little thing, but it helps us so much. Thank you so much, guys. Stay tuned to the next episode. I'll be joined once again by New Japan Pro Wrestling and AEW star Danny Limelight. He's returning to the podcast. Going to have a great interview lined up there. Thank you so much for joining us, guys. Too sweet. See you later.